Good morning, everyone. I welcome you and ask that as we begin our time together early this morning before the breaking of the dawn, that we begin with praise on our lips, flowing from our hearts and to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. May we set, may we set our minds on him so we can align with heaven's plan for God's kingdom to come to this earth. Hallelujah. May our hearts be right. May our motives be pure and our hands clean. God is holy, and we cannot approach him in just any way. So let us come this morning with repentant hearts, asking for forgiveness. Daniel 11, verse 32, the last part of it, the Amplified Bible says, But the people, the people who know their God shall prove themselves strong and shall stand firm and do exploits for God. As we have welcomed the Lord, we also want to say welcome to each and every man and woman of God that has been called to pastor, to shepherd a flock. May you hear the voice of the Lord more clearly than you have ever before. And welcome, welcome to all the saints, the children of God, those who are believers, who desire to know their God greater than ever before. And we want to say welcome to all the intercessors, the prayer warriors who intercede on behalf of others and the assignment that is placed upon their hearts by the Holy Spirit. And we can never forget our new destiny family. It's a blessing to actually gather together in this sanctuary. But also we thank God for all that live stream our services. My name is Heather Dawson. I am the facilitator this morning, and with me I have Mr. Helena Marty, and she's going to be praying over the prayer request. So good morning, Minister Helena. How are you this morning? Good morning, Mother. I am doing most excellent. Thank you so much. And how are you? <laughs> I am <laughs> most excellent, too. I woke up way before the alarm went off this morning, way before, just laying there and contemplating our God. So thank you for asking. And we have Bishop, and he's going to be bringing this morning's devotion. So I'm going to turn it over to him, but Bishop, please let us know how you and Pastor Adrian are doing before you begin. God bless you, Bishop. Good morning, uh, Elder, and good morning, Minister Helena. Good morning to everyone that's on the line this morning. You know me. It's always a privilege and honor to be with you all uh, this morning. Pastor Adrian and I are doing excellent, just doing excellent. I thank God for uh, my wife. I thank God for my companion, We'll be celebrating 32 years of marriage uh, this uh, Thursday, so we thank God for that, and uh, 
37 years of relationship and companionship, so we've been together for quite some time, and um, that's just a blessing, you know, so it's good when you can spend your life with, with, with a person and, <clears throat> excuse me, and you all love each other. So we are doing excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, we're going to dive into the Word of God this morning and uh, get into prayer. That's what we're doing here this morning, pray, pray, pray for one another and love on one another. Man, we had a great time, as Elder said, in service yesterday. It's good to see uh, a lot of people returning to church, and then a lot of people are on stream as well. You know, you know me. I don't care how you get it, as long as you get it. You know, that's the key, uh, especially for the time that we're in and the days that we're in. And so uh, we want to say good morning to our um, Father, who is the Almighty God. Good morning to the Lord Jesus, our Savior. Good morning to the Holy Spirit, who is our safe guide who comforts us, and this Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. Can you believe it? Pentecost Sunday. So we're headed for Pentecost Sunday, and that's going to be a blessing on Sunday. So let's dive into the Word. Uh, I share with you on yesterday, and I I'm, want to touch some more on that, and let's see how much can we, how much more can we massage the Scripture. And... John, 1 John three twenty through 23, it says, Whenever our hearts make us feel guilty and remind us of our failures, we know that God is much greater and more merciful than our conscience. I like that. And he knows everything there is to know about us. My delightful, my delightfully loved friends, when our hearts don't condemn us, we have bold freedom and speak face-to-face -face with God. And whatever we ask of him, we receive, because he keeps his commands, because we keep his commands, and by our beautiful intentions, we continue to do what brings pleasure to him. So these are his commands, and this is what I'm going to focus on this morning. This scripture, I'm going to deal with this scripture here. We continually place our trust in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and that we keep loving one another just as he's commanded us, as he's commanded us. Now, as I shared yesterday, the strength and the effectiveness of the gospel, the strength and the effectiveness the gospel is strong and it's very effective. But in order for that, the gospel to manifest itself in your life, it is based on your faith. It is based on your belief. It's based on our ability to believe the word of God is true. It's ability to believe that word of God is absolute truth. And so that is key here based on what John is saying. And you'll see what I'm saying here because I'm going to go to the Amplified with this scripture and I'm going to take you to some more scriptures to really um, build his case. And so we're actually dealing with condemnation. We're dealing with condemnation. We're dealing with guilt. We're dealing with failure. But notice the scripture says that God 
is greater than our conscience because condemnation manifests itself in our conscience. And that condemnation gives birth to guilt, it gives birth to shame, and it reminds us of that memory, it reminds us of the fact that we failed, the fact that we missed the mark. And this is, as I said, one of the enemy's greatest weapons that he used against our faith. This is condemnation. And, 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 here, and here's the reason why. is because when you allow condemnation to imprison you, it hinders the effectiveness of your prayer life. I talked about it weakening in the blood. I'll touch on that a little bit. But I want to deal with the fact, it, 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 let me tell you something, it hinders your prayer life. So now you can't pray effectively before God. You understand? And that's why if we go to verse 22, uh, no, no, verse 21, it says, My delightfully loved friends, when our hearts don't condemn us, we have a bold freedom to speak face-to-face -face with God. Well, if your heart is condemning you, you're not bold in the face of God. You're not bold there to speak freely because now there's hindrances that's going on in the mind. You understand? And so God tells us, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. But you're not able to come boldly because now condemnation is constantly bombarding the mind and guilt and shame because of the fact that you missed the mark. So nothing is possible in the kingdom unless you believe it is, as I shared yesterday. Because everything that the king, everything that God has made available to us through the sacrifice of, uh, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ must be, I highlight must, I capitalize the must, it must be accessed through faith. Must be accessed through faith. That's the importance of faith here. Because James drives this point home, and, and, and James, he, he crescendos the text. The 23rd verse, it is the last verse in that chapter, so he crescendos the text, and he, he drives a point home, and he starts dealing with the believer's faith, and he starts, and I'm, I'm going to look at this because I want you to see something here. He starts dealing with the believer's faith, but he also starts dealing with how we deal with one another, which is key, too. And he says, and th this is the Amplified Bible, and this is his order, his command, his command, his injunction, that we should believe in, put our faith and trust in, adhere to, and rely on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Isn't that something? Now, here's what you got to understand. He says, this is a command. This is a command. He says here, not only is it a command, he deals with the fact that it's an injunction, which is a decree, or a judicial order. That's what an injunction is. It, he says it's a command. He says, this is a judicial order. 
that we should believe. Now, wow, I can stay there for the rest of the time I have right there. This is, he says, he's commanding the believer to operate in faith. That's how important it is. It is a command. Because God knows that the word, here it is, cannot be activated in your heart. It cannot be activated in your life unless you believe it. So he commands us to operate in faith. He commands us to put all of that faith, that belief that you have, watch this, he says, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, hang it all on him. That's why he says, put our faith, he says, your trust, adhere to and rely on because he is reliable. And that's why I said we access salvation by receiving Jesus into our heart by faith. We access healing for our bodies. We access breakthroughs that we're desperately in need of for our lives. But we also access the forgiveness of our sins. It's all through faith. All through faith. And, and that's the key, is operating in faith, because faith is critical. It is critical for the believer if you want God to do anything in your life. Let me tell you, you're going to have to operate in faith. Romans, Romans, uh, let's look at chapter 1, turn to chapter 1, let's look at verse 16. And then I'm going to give you another scripture, and then I'll, I'll, I'll pray. He says, for I am not, this is verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, first for the Jews first and also for the Greek. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. It is the strength of God. I love that. To salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jews first and also for the Greek, for it is written, verse 17, for it is written, um, for in it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. There it is. The just shall live by faith. So if we're going to live a life free of guilt, if we're going to be able to come into the presence of God boldly, then we're going to have to, let me tell you something, we're going to have to now use our faith to combat condemnation and guilt and know without a shadow of a doubt that when we pray, God not only hears us, but God also forgives us. He hears us. And God forgives us. And now I can stand boldly by that which God commanded me to operate in faith and now move through life successfully in my Christianity. Why is this such a big deal? This is a major deal. Major deal. 
because where we are currently today is going to require the believer to do more. And I touched on that a little bit yesterday. But where we are today, how the world, you, you can tell this that we're in the last days because how fast time goes, how fast days go. It seemed like uh, yesterday we were on Monday's prayer call last week, and here it is Monday already again. It's like we zoomed past Mother's Day like we didn't even celebrate Mother's Day. And here we are, we're done with another Sunday, all the way back to Monday, and time is going fast. Now, the point that I'm making is that where we are, it's going to, it's, everything is requiring more. Things that used to be easy won't be as easy as they once were. Remember this, okay? And here's the key. God's going to require the believer to operate in a greater degree of faith. If when, you, when, when, you, when you need things done, you need things done. You need heaven to manifest things in your life. It is going to require you to operate in a greater degree. I want you to write it down if you write notes like this. A greater degree of persistent unwavering faith. It's going to require you to operate in a greater degree of persistent unwavering faith. Luke 18 is my scriptural reference that I'm going to now. Verse 8. In Luke 18, Jesus is given the parable about the woman and the unjust judge. But when you get to verse 8, Jesus says something very interesting. Very interesting. He's talking about the woman and how she was persistent in the faith, in the face of the unjust judge. How she was unwavering in her request to the unjust judge. And listen what Jesus says about this woman. He says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, no, no, let me go up to verse 7. Let me go to verse 7, and then I'll, I'll go down to verse 8. He says here, And shall God not avenge his, his own elect who cry out day and night to him, through, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? <coughs> Excuse me. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in the earth? It's time to be persistent and unwavering in our faith. And so, Father, good morning once again to you. And we thank you for this is the day that you have made it. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you, Father, that you delivered us from the powers of darkness and you translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father, for it is written in your word, you will never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. Father, we thank you that today that we can come boldly to your throne with a clear conscience because we recognize that condemnation 
Lord God, hinders our effectiveness when we come in your presence to ask requests of you. Father, I ask every person, Lord God, on this line this morning would be free of guilt and condemnation and shame of some act they did in their past. If the enemy can no longer imprison them by his tactics, but Lord, that we will operate in a liberty and a freedom like we've never known. You've commanded us to operate in faith, for the just shall live by faith. And I thank you, Lord God, that we will operate in faith like never before, because we trust you and we trust our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Bishop. It's interesting all that you spoke this morning, so powerful, so rich, so good, and we need to take hold of it. I awoke about 3 o'clock this morning, wide awake, and as I laid, I began to think about all of this, how time is speeding up, and that how important it is to have faith, strong faith. The scripture verses that you used were verses that just resonated within me. And that scripture verse that says, um, you know, will he find faith in the earth when he comes? And I began to pray for faith, for the increase of faith upon every one of the children of God. It is interesting how the Holy Spirit coordinates things. So praise God for what you said this morning. It was rich. I pray that we will feast upon it today, that we will understand what was spoken. And I thank you. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Minister Helena, I'm going to ask if you will come at this time and share the prayer requests and I'm asking that everyone will be in agreement with her as she begins to pray. Thank you, Mother. And thank you, Bishop. Yes, we all have to work on our persistent, unwavering faith. Thank you so much for that word. I've been thinking about it since yesterday and today. I really do think during this time we do need that persistent faith, even through our sickness. So. We thank God for giving us another opportunity to approach the throne boldly and to present some cases on behalf of our family. And so we do have a few prayer requests for healing. And one is from the Walker family. They are requesting a prayer for their niece classmate by the name Lamont, who is suffering from heart failure and could die imminently. But God as our infinite healing and comforting resource shall heal Lamont. Even in any disease or illness, the devil thinks he wins. But we are in agreement that God is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent in Jesus' name. So Lamont is healed. Yes, we are in agreement with the entire family that Lamont is healed. We believe and we are joining our faith to the family state for Lamont to have his healing. Another one came from Yvette Papillon. She's asking a prayer for Barbara Watkins, 
who is in the hospital in Tennessee. Pray for her organs, breathing, lungs, strength, and that's that incision that is infected. Yeah. Thank you for bringing this prayer to our line. We do believe that any prayer request that comes through the line, our God, our almighty God, do see, do hear, and will deal with it as he pleases. And so we thank you. We know that this person will be healed according to their faith. Another request came from Yvette herself. She said, please stand in agreement with me. I'm having uh, procedures on May 18th and also in June 2nd, Yvette, we are signing an agreement with you for your healing, complete healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Another one came from Sister Ebony Brown. Recently had a colleague text to me and asking for healing and a complete recovery. Yes, we thank God for your healing in advance in the mighty name of Jesus. And then Ebony is also asking a prayer for her mother, Elaine Brown, who needs prayer and a wise counsel over her body. The doctor wanted her to have uh, angioplasty, but the family is believing for her not to have it because they believe that God will heal their mom. And we are all in agreement with that. And so let us approach our father, the reliable God, the unchangeable God, the covenant-keeping God. Yes, Yahweh is his name, the miracle-working God, who is still on his throne. Jehovah Rapha is his name, the God who heals, the one who is able to mend any broken situations and make it whole. Who can we compare him to? No one. The one who knows us before we were all born. And when you think of it, he knows your hair. Whether you call it or not, he knows the number. Which father would you approach with any concerns that he would just look at you and would not give you a response? This is not our God. And so we thank you, Father God, for accepting all of us this morning to the throne room. You told us not to fear, for you are with us, and not to be dismayed, for you are God. You will strengthen us. Yes, you will keep us. You will uphold us with your righteous right hand. And so, Father God, all these cases that we presented unto you, we know that there's nothing that you cannot do. And so, Father God, stretch your arms and all those, all those organs that are displaced or that are trying to do something against the word. Father God, please put it all together in the mighty name of Jesus. We know that the spirit of infirmity is just ramping over all these bodies, the bodies that you created and you saw that and you said this is perfect. Well, right now, these people are not feeling that way. And so, dear God, all we're asking is to make them whole in the mighty name of Jesus. We trust your word. We believe in your word. And therefore, Father God, Lamont is healed. He is healed in the mighty name of Jesus. We started on your word on the one that says in Jeremiah 30, 17, and it says that, but I will restore you to help and heal your wounds. Therefore, Father God, all these people, Lamont, Yvette, Barbara, Ebony, and Elaine, are giving attention to your words. They are inclining their ears to your words that say that they will not, you will not let your word depart from their eyes. They will not let their, your word to get out of their eyes. They will 
keep reading your words and believing in your words. We just heard this morning that we need to believe in you. If we believe in the word that we read, then we will receive the results. And so, Father God, this morning, they are all believing in your word. And we are saying, may the word go and do the work on their behalf. In the mighty name of Jesus. There is no any other God that can do what we are asking except you. So, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for restoring all of them. We thank you for restoring their health. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for keeping them because they wanted to be kept. Shielding them with your blood because that is the divine blood, Father God. The divine blood that they are coming through so you can see them as whole. Thank you so much for protecting each and every one of them. We trust in you. We believe that they are all receiving their healing even now as we speak. Glory be to your mighty name. Now, Father God, we are bringing you destiny school opening into the throne. We know that this is something, this is the second phase for new destiny. You brought new destiny to this region, to this area for a reason. We've gone through phase one, now we are getting to phase two, Father God. Psalm 127, one says that if God's grace doesn't help the builders, they will labor in vain to build a house. If God's mercy doesn't protect the city, all the centuries will circle in vain. And so we thank you, Father God, for your word. We know that you can provide. You can provide for your devoted lovers, even while they sleep. New destiny love you, Father God. And we are presenting the school in your hands, Father God. Provide things that is needed for this school in the mighty name of Jesus. Both physically that we can see and the unseen realm, Father God. Anything that is needed to move the school forward, Father God, we are asking in the mighty name of Jesus that that will be provided to have the city marked by the school. The other day you sent two of your disciples ahead of you when you were on your way going to Mount Olive to go and untie a donkey and bring it to you. And if anyone asks to tell them the Lord of all needs them. So Father God, this morning we are asking that may the city release the keys because new destiny needs it to do your work. We declare this morning that great men, great women of God will come out of the school in the name of Jesus. The school is going to shepherd a flock in Pittsburgh in the mighty name of Jesus. So that key, that permit is needed for this community to carry on your work, to flock the shepherd that is coming way after us in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory be to your mighty name for releasing what we just asked. And we know that all these people that we pray for this morning will come back. All their prayer requests will turn into a praise report. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you. That was wonderful prayer and to pray for uh, our new destiny school. Oh, my, my, my. We are moving forward, people. This is something that has been ordained by God and therefore it shall be established. You know, the Lord has given to all abundant life. All of those that were called out this morning, may each one that was called 
receive life through the word as it flows to every part of their body, bringing health and healing restoration. And I want to say, and if anyone on the call this morning has a need, you're standing in need, then you claim this for yourself. Speak it out and say, I receive. Hallelujah. Bishop, we want to come back to you uh, to see if you have a closing word before we end our call this morning. Wow. What a great morning, great time in the Word and also in prayer. Thank you so much, Minister Helena, and thank you for praying for Destiny Academy. It is on the way, and we're excited about it. You know, I love it because it is the second phase of ministry and what God has called us to do uh, in the region. As we were sharing about uh, faith, I want to leave you with this, that God is not asking you. He's commanding you. We're commanded to be people of faith. We're commanded to believe in, trust in, and rely on the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he also commanded us to love one another. So let's not miss that part. Let's not miss that part. But believing, when when it comes down to decoding faith, believing is only one part. Believing in your heart is only one part. But when you look at verse 22, um, John said something there. He says, and whatever we ask him, we receive. That's the next part. What you believe in your heart, you got to confess it out of your mouth. I know this sounds simple. But let me tell you something. It's not as simple as it seems. And a lot of folks struggle struggle with learning how to really get faith to manifest itself from the invisible realm to the visible. But but here's the key. These these are key. See, this is the benefit of getting on a prayer call because I'd be sharing this stuff with you. And so you you got to believe in your heart, but then what you believe, you got to go and declare it in in the courts of heaven. You got to declare it in the very presence of God, without guilt and condemnation and all that yucky stuff. Like I told you, condemnation not welcome in the presence of God. Okay, so we go there and and, and we we begin to declare what we need to assist us in the earth realm. We start declaring. We start declaring. We start asking. We start saying. We start praying. Then, after that, remember Luke 18, verse 8. Just like the woman in front of the unjust judge, you have to be persistent. You have to be persistent. And you have to be unwavering in your faith. You've got to act up. That that woman kept acting upon what she wanted from that judge. She kept acting upon it. So you got to believe, you got to speak, then you got to act upon it. Hey, have a rich, rich day today, and have an excellent week, man. I'm I'm excited. My time is up, but <laughs> <laughs> I know, Bishop. It's hard to stop, isn't it? When it is so rich and it gets just, it gets us excited. Our exciter gets excited. 
and you have certainly uh, caused some excitement in our hearts this morning because the word is so rich and it is so true. And, you know, it tells us that without faith we can't please God. Now we understand that. When You know, when you've heard that scripture spoken about, without faith we cannot please God, well, now we know why, because it is a commandment of his for us to have faith, to believe, and to be persistent. Don't be a quitter. Don't cave in. Stand firm. Establish your footing in faith. Wow, I'm blessed this morning. I'll bet there are many others saying, me too, me too. Hallelujah. So how awesome, how awesome is our God. And we thank him this morning for being with us. Let us close with a hallelujah and praise the Lord. Come on, say it again. Hallelujah and praise the Lord. The word says it is beautiful. When we sing our praises to him, our praises make us lovely before him. And you know what? It brings him great delight. So, Lord, we will sing our praises to you throughout this day because our eyes are fixed on you. We are going to keep ourselves focused, Father, on what was accomplished at the cross for us, and that we are going to be persistent. We're going to be persistent in our faith. Father, help us to gain a greater understanding, a greater understanding of what you've done for us through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. And because of what Jesus did, what he did, we have been made righteous. And that is how you see us, Father. You don't see us any other way but righteous. And the blood of Jesus has been sprinkled on our hearts and on our conscience. We are guilt-free. Thus we believe. Thus we believe in Jesus' name. And everyone says... Amen and amen. Well, God bless you, dear ones, for being on the call this morning. We thank you that you rose up early. You know, as the saying goes, the early bird gets the worm. Well, let me tell you, we got the word this morning. We got the word this morning. Our God is good to us. Let us not fail him. Take him with you wherever you go today. Be focused on Jesus. Be focused on Jesus. So, Kathy, open up the lines and let's let everyone just rejoice and praise the Lord together. Amen.